Episode 4 of Galen Roscoe's Bodacious Horror Podcast. Which is indeed Bodacious. That was our brand new theme uh, by Ross Gilchrist. Which is called Theme from, theme from GNR. <laughs> That's that theme from GNR's Bohopo. So thanks very much to Ross for doing that. Um, this week we are going to be discussing. Well, we're going to be discussing Bad Taste, a uh, Peter Jackson movie from 1988. 1987, 88, something like uh, that. Uh, and his first film. Yeah. Before he went all hobbity. Before he went. <laughs> it was directly before he was signed to be the Lord of the Rings director, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> he, he did ask if he could make another two, and they wouldn't give him the funding. Computer said no. Yeah. Right. Um, and the new French extreme. New French extremity Movement. or new French extremism or whatever you want to call it. So or just mad French yeah. films. So this week we've been watching those. Um, I'm, I have to say, Gallon woefully underprepared uh, for the, <laughs> the new I'm, French I'm extremity. I'm overprepared. Yeah, I think I've watched so many French films. Yeah, it's been great. I've been really enjoying it because I've got to watch a couple that I hadn't seen in a uh-huh. long time. Yeah. But we should start off with Bad Taste. Yeah, cause, start with Bad Taste. Because it's fucking awesome. So that's, is that your review? Is that that <laughs> is pretty much my review. Okay. Yeah. Because you watched it twice. I watched it And you twice. didn't like it the first time. It's not I didn't like it the first time. You uh, did not connect with it. I, I think, think that's, connect, would that be the, the reviewers? I think, <laughs> I think that was it. Um, okay, we'll start off with a synopsis. Um, so the film, uh, the, the synopsis that we've pulled from ID, IMDB is the population of a small town disappears Guy and, and is replaced by aliens that chase human flesh for their intergalactic fast food chain. See, that's a bit of a spoiler, I think. I, Sorry. I, Sorry. Don't, I don't like that synopsis because you don't, you don't know that they're eating people until the one of my favourite scenes of any film ever, the the vomit in the the corridor. I got a chunky bit, aren't I lucky? Yeah, I, I fucking love that bit. Yeah, so the, vomiting in a big bowl is all green and yeah. steaming. So the movie starts off um, with a phone call being made to... Oh no, sorry, it's Robert that vomits. Yeah. I would get more complaints. Every week I get complaints about how horrifically inaccurate I am about things. Yeah, it's okay, because it's only from pedantic arseholes. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't give a fuck. Also, I I actually looked at some of my 2008 comics last week, and sorry, it wasn't Bruce Lee, it was Stanley, and he's not in the yellow suit. He's wearing red (laughs) trousers, and nothing else, but he's holding a big ninja star. What the hell? What? Uh, One of the people that 
Judge Dredd has a fight with. Ah, uh-huh, right. I misremembered that it was Bruce Lee, but it's actually a, a Bruce Lee-esque character called Stanley. Ah, uh, right, okay. So, yeah, I think we can come back to the yellow jumpsuit because I thought I thought there was links to that in high tension. Um, <laughs> did you know, or...? Well, with the car. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, black, but, yeah. black man, bad type. Anyway, so bad taste starts off with an emergency phone call being made to some government department. Um, and we see the call being patched through to some kind so, of bizarre office the, where they've got... The, the guy with no hands. Uh, yeah, and it's bizarre. Really strange. I, yeah. I really like the fact that for how high tech everything looks, the thing that he's using to attach the cigarette to his finger is just a band-aid. <laughs> yeah, so he decides, he, he makes the call that... It's going to the boys. It's going to need some real men, so he, he punches in the auto-dial, which is below the Queen and yeah. my mom <laughs> to the boys. So we're introduced to Barry and Derek. Um, who are floating about Kai Horo yep. and can't find anybody and then there's a wee janitorial looking guy I don't know if all the aliens look like janitors from <laughs> very bad schools because they're all yeah. they're all doing rocking double denim kind of look yep. and he's just kind of wandering towards Barry and won't stop uh-huh. and then Barry shoots his face off and I believe we watched the we watched the documentary uh, Good Taste Made Bad Taste, uh, which was sent to us by Alan Benny. I um, watched, I didn't watch it. I haven't I haven't seen it in years. Actually. Yeah. Well, apparently the guy who is the first alien to be killed. Yep. Um, is was killed twenty four times within the within the film, wearing different disguises. Yep. He reappears quite a lot. You can actually spot him. Like he gets the sledgehammer in his head and everything. Yeah. I, I loved some of the effects in that. Aye. Because it was it was just made by all the people that are in the film. Uh-huh. And that's what I really like about it is that it does show you that just because it's just you and your friends doesn't mean you can't make a film uh-huh. that, that somebody halfway around the world will absolutely love for two decades. That's it. And I mean it is I mean you hear people saying about movies being made with spit and glue and really it's it is that type of film that's made. Yeah, but they, they took their time. On a shoestring and, budget, yeah. a real shoestring budget. and With really nice effects for people that didn't necessarily know uh-huh. everything that they were doing. But Peter Jackson had been making films for years. Uh-huh. He always wanted to remake King Kong. Mm-hmm. I wonder how he feels about that now. <laughs> <laughs> didn't like his King well, Kong. Well, the, the documentary that, that, uh, that accompanied that, that Alan sent over to us... Um, which people should be able to find on our yeah, Facebook page. Yeah, we'll, we'll upload that onto, onto the, the Facebook page. Um, showed you uh, Peter Jackson constructing all these uh, all these small films that he'd made. And yep. He had made a kind of Ray Harryhausen type film and he'd made a James Bond film. Um, I, he, I mean, pretty He was basically just a, a little tiny film geek who just practised and practised mm-hmm. and that's that's when you enjoy watching their stuff mm-hmm. the most Absolutely. when you can actually see that they took time Absolutely. and effort and even if it doesn't look brilliant then you I always remember I think it might even have been 
from that where you were being shown how to make it look like somebody was being torn in half mm -hmm. and just the trick with uh, it's not a full table yep that is i always thought that would be fun to try yeah. but i'm not wasting meat <laughs> <laughs> i would cook that shit up yeah i don't know i mean the, the thing is i've seen a lot of films like this um, a lot of films that are made in this similar kind of similar kind of way with similar budget, yeah. and a lot of them are either really don't don't handle it as well as this, um, or certainly don't have the same mix of slapstick horror. It's it's, it's a, a very it's funny a, film. It's a great mix. It's, a great mix. So many good lines in it. A lot of great one liners. Yeah. What was yeah. the name of the organisation they worked for? It's. The Astro Investigation Aid. and Defence uh, Defence Service or AIDS. <laughs> so yeah, so you've got Derek Barry, Frank and Ozzy. And the idea that these, these guys are a government department, these yeah. four four young guys are a government department is just absurd but so they just they, so they don't even know what they'd make a convincing pub band. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh no, Ozzy would be the drummer. Because he's and, got a bit of a Stuart Cable <laughs> look to him. <laughs> and Ozzy's sitting reading the magazine that's like Gun for Hire or something yeah. like that. It's like the, the, the professional mercenary or something like that. It's just funny stuff. And the code words for Invasion are The Bastards have landed. <laughs> yeah, man. No. When I got the, the message from you on Twitter going, oh, I really didn't like it. And now you're just yeah. going, oh, there's so many nice wee bits. Oh, yeah. just. Lots I think I was just, on Tuesday I was really, really tired and I just wasn't feeling it. Uh, but I mean, looking back on it today after having watched it back, I mean, really it's such a good film. I loved Brain Dead. I saw Brain Dead yeah. uh, again. I mean, again, I bought these films, I saw them for the first time at Alan Benny's house uh, when we were kids. And what about just, Meet the Feebles? Meet the Feebles I've never seen. I've seen the, just seen the trailer for that from trauma movies. Uh, well, I, like I think that Meet the Feebles is is linked in a way to Bad Taste because, uh -huh. as I said, he wanted to make another two films that would have all the boys back in them. Mm -hmm. And the second one was going to be the alien homeworld. Mm -hmm. And then the third one was going to be a massive attack on Wellington. Mm -hmm. with the aliens and he wanted seven million dollars to make both films uh -huh. and the the arts council or whatever mm -hmm. they wouldn't give it to him and he had a lot of problems with that in his earlier films and meet mm -hmm. the feebles is his attack on the film business right about all the the money uh -huh. it's just it's a really bitter but very funny film right. and it's all done with puppets and uh -huh. it's basically just like a Muppet show in Australia yeah but uh, set more backstage yeah. there's uh, sex drugs and rock and roll <laughs> pretty much yeah. all the way through it and I, re I read uh, just before I left the house that there was that it was originally conceived as a short and then unexpectedly Japanese investors just went nuts for it, so they ended up turning it into a 90 minute movie because it's of the, the, the unprecedented amount of interest that he got in it for no good reason and he couldn't understand it at the time. But It'll be fans of bad taste and yeah, Braindead. Well, actually, I think Meet the Feebles comes before Braindead. Yeah, it does. It does. 
but yeah, he couldn't. It's it's a film about his frustration about trying to make a film. Sure. Very much, it's it's really good. It's well worth checking out. But I haven't actually been able to find the DVD yet. Yeah, trauma team video sell it. I'm sure. Sure, they'll, well, they'll, they'll have a copy of it. So. I think I found it somewhere on the internet. <laughs> right, okay, okay, we'll not talk about that. Yeah. And then, of course, did you say you haven't seen his other horror film, The Frighteners? I've not seen the Michael J. Fox. No, no. That's, that's well worth checking out. Yeah, I was out. reading the cast for that, and it's, it looks it's pretty really, great. It is a very... Is Robert Zemeckis not involved in that as well? I think so. Yeah, which but, is nuts, man. That's... And, Jeffrey Coombs uh-huh. appears. Of course, he'll be talked about a lot next week. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll discuss that later. Um, so yeah, so that's that's Brain Dead. Uh, sorry, bad taste. Um, next week we'll be watching Brain Dead. No, no. <laughs> I've had an idea for what we can watch next week. I think, I I think next week we should watch Chaw. Chaw. Because I went to Poundland yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I bought us each a copy of a Korean horror movie wow. that nice the back says following in the footsteps of the host. Oh, that's a good way to so, start. Uh, that's a good yeah. tagline. So I, I thought I'll buy you a wee present. If you don't mind, next week is, H, as you know, it's oh, H, HP Lovecraft um, so we'll be covering Chaw the following week uh, for an undecided topic. And ne- um, next week we will both be totally underprepared. To yeah, it. absolutely. I, I think the two of us should just sit in silence and point a camera at Ross Gilchrist yeah, and let, let him just go. We've got a special guest next week and it's uh, Ross Gilchrist who will be coming to discuss the adaptations, good and bad, of H.P. Lovecraft. Um, so and telling people how he became our musical bitch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we'll be back after this. This is Jamie from Devour the Podcast. Do you enjoy horror commentary with straightforward honesty? This is just a bad movie. This is not at all good in any any way, shape, or form. Because there's one word I have to describe this movie, and it is derivative. Humor and an obvious passion for the genre. I was in search of the stop button. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in search of a plot. That's what this movie should be called. You're right. Uh. So, zero out of five. Fuck this movie. Don't watch it. Then you should spend time with David and me as we discuss horror films from old classics. Deep Red. The Dunwich Horror. Maniac. To new favorites. Event Horizon. House of the Devil. Slaughter Night. Come listen to Devour the Podcast. Check us out on iTunes or at devourthepodcast.blogspot.com. Devour the Podcast is a proud member of the Horrorphilia Podcasting Network. Yeah, just like Doctor Who, you just press the big red button. Yep, my back. And we have we have returned from our massive break there. Yeah, phew, that was a good break. That was. <laughs> really you good give good up. break, Ross. <laughs> Thank you, Gil. But yeah, now we have to talk about dead serious films. None of them yeah. had any comedy moments in them <laughs> at all. How are we going to make this funny? I, think I really was... liked the bit when the girl was being tortured in the underground <laughs> room. The bit when yeah. the guy came in and made her stand against the wall and then when she went to walk away, he punched her in the face. I think it was oh, an inspired choice to have Brain Dead this week. Um, bad taste. Oh, sorry, bad, bad taste this week is a wee bit of uh, light relief. Yeah, we should really just, we should make it that we talk about these films for about 10 minutes and just do a whole thing about <laughs> it. We, sh- we should taste. just put bad taste on the TV and watch <laughs> it and just be going, see, this is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. 
So um, this week, what, what should we start with? What what movies have you? Well, you uh, saw I, Martyrs, didn't you? I watched Martyrs. Uh huh. Then Inside. Uh huh. Frontier. Uh, the Horde. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there was more. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I watched about seven. Yeah. I've I've. I'm, as I said, woefully underprepared for this. It's uh, just yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Just check, checking it's on, um, <laughs> just in case we were we? waffling to the ether again. We haven't done that since week one. No, we're, that's we're that. getting we're quite, quite professional. professional. That's a <laughs> yeah, very professional. This is our very professional podcast. Yeah. That's uh, recorded on a video. What was I camera. saying? What the fuck was I saying? You were saying you couldn't remember. You were underprepared. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen things like I've seen a couple of these films before. I've seen I've seen uh, them and I've seen Martyrs. Um, but really, before this week, that was really the extent of my my knowledge of the the yeah. French extremity and. Um, so no, my, my knowledge has been, so I've been trying to play catch up this week, um, so I've managed to see only a, only a few less than yourself, I've seen them, I saw High Tension. Oh yeah, I watched High Tension yeah. as well. Oh. <laughs> or Switchblade Romance. Yes, or... I saw The Hold and also saw Vinyan. Um, I so forgot to watch Vinyan. That's cool, that's cool. So that's, that's the movies I saw, so do you want to start with? Uh, martyrs then. Uh, well, martyrs. I I think is, it's probably, well at least the first time that I watched it. Not this time having seen it before, but the first time I watched it, I did find it mildly actually disturbing. Uh huh. Because, well, it's about two young girls, at the start. One of them, you see her escaping from. This kind of odd captivity, yep. and then you see the old footage of where she was kept, but she's never said anything, uh-huh. and it's just a chair with a hole cut in the bottom for her to pee in because she's been tied to it. And then she becomes best friends with Anna, uh-huh. and then you see that she's got this kind of odd thing happening to her where she's being attacked by uh-huh. this sinister force and then it jumps forward 15 years. So is this a sinister force of her imagining or? Well you don't really get to find right, that okay. out too much. It's a, it's a bit odd because if it is a sinister force of her imagining, mm-hmm. then her defences against it are not very good because sure. she ends up carved up. And also, uh-huh. it, it can't be a sinister force of her imagining because it slices up her back right. at one point okay. sure. with a Stanley knife or something. Sure. So, But yeah, it's, it's a really good film of two halves. And uh-huh. the, the first half that deals with her finding the people that had captured her. Uh-huh. I mean it's it's nine years old now so it's pretty safe for spoilers. Yeah, sure. But she finds the whole family and kills them. And then ends up dead herself. Yep. And 
Anna is left on her own. And then these people burst in and take her prisoner and put her in a similar room. And the first half of the film is the happy-go-lucky cheery section. <laughs> because the next the next 20 minutes just focuses yeah. on her being tortured and Absolutely abused real. over a long yeah. period of time before she is eventually completely flayed but still alive. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed watching it, but I did find it disturbing the first time. But there's a dubbed version. Do not watch the dubbed version. You yeah. cannot take dubbed yeah. versions seriously. Yeah, it's for me. It was a hugely disturbing movie, and it's it's a very dark, a very extreme. Uh, the remake won't be. There's is there a, a remake? They're doing an American remake, yeah. and it has the director's blessing, uh-huh. and he has said that for the remake, you need to see a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Sure. At the end, you don't want to shoot yourself. Yeah. That's. That doesn't sound good to me. Yeah. The thing that made that film for me was how. It was a. It was bleak. a really cool reaction at the yeah. end. That's. It's a. Uh, it's just. It's intense. Mm-hmm. That's. That's the thing about it, and very few films like that are. And I like the fact that. It's it's partially home invasion. Mm-hmm. For about half an hour of it, sure. And then for about half an hour of it, it is just torture porn. Sure. But I would say that it's probably quite different from what we would normally refer to as torture porn. The yeah, the, the hostels and the saws and things like that. And um, because there's a, a purpose to it, there's almost the yeah. But you're not entirely aware of what you don't you don't no, know there's a purpose no, to it. No, absolutely. But the, really. the storyline for Saw and Hostel are the storylines for those films tends to be shaped by what cool things can we show you. Yeah, and this isn't. Whereas this, this is, is this is what cruel things can we show you. That's but with the intention of progressing but, a story. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's the main difference that I see. Because the intention is that she has to surrender willfully to all types of torture, yeah. no matter how extreme, mm-hmm. and that if she puts up any sort of resistance, then then she's failing at mm-hmm. what they want her to do, mm-hmm. and she doesn't know that out with the room, and you don't even really see that in the film, but that she's almost revered by the people that are doing this to her and they're they're not doing it to her just to be bastards Mm -hmm. they have a particular agenda agenda and it just it plays out really nicely yeah i mean it's a beautiful film as well it's a really Mm. well made film Um, it's 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 dark but it's not too dark Mm -hmm. but that's the only the only thing that annoys me about it is that technically when she's in the room mm-hmm. it should be pitch black. Sure. Because she goes into the room at first because she finds another victim who then kills himself and the room is pitch black mm-hmm. and that is meant to be one of the, the tortures is that the room would be oh. totally pitch black. So I would have preferred that if when people were going in uh-huh. the room that was the only time you saw a bit of light right. and then when the ladder was going up again that all the light would close because they did keep whenever she was left alone they would do a fade to black and then they would 
bring bring it back up again to show her further down the line. Yeah. I would have preferred it if they hadn't been fading to black, if the black had been enforced, because that, that would give you more of a feeling of her isolation. But you wouldn't have been able to see anything. Well, you would have been able to see stuff because every time that it goes back to that room, it never really shows you her venturing around the room okay, on her own. Okay. But every time it shows you that room, somebody else has gone in. Sure. Okay. So it it would have worked, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's a film that there's no way that you can really watch and be affected by. It, I think. I think it's no, a it's... very. Um, it is exactly. If it was a film that probably summed up. How that that kind of sense of ex- extremity and extremism, then this would probably be pretty high up there. Out of all the the films that I watched this week, when we decided that we were going to do this subject, uh-huh. that was that was the one that I was most looking forward to yeah. watching again because I wanted to see if it had the same effect on me. Mm-hmm. It's like. Uh, Requiem for a Dream, in that yeah. sort of way where you watch it and you go, that was that was brutal, uh-huh. and you will watch it again, but not for a while. Requiem for a Dream's unstoppable. It's like a yeah. descent into hell. It's absolutely nuts. Sorry, that was uh, that's a quote from uh, his Chops, Paul Weeke, great, oh, late no. great Edinburgh writer. Um, but yeah, there's most definitely like a descent a descent into hell. It's a crazy film, especially with the the soundtrack for that. I mean, the soundtrack what for the soundtrack for the soundtrack for Requiem for a Dream is uh, all Clint Mansell music. The the right. film only has seven minutes where there isn't music behind it. Right. And that's just the bit when he's talking to his mum. Right. And the soundtrack doesn't repeat a uh-huh. lot, although it's got recurring themes. Yeah. There are slightly different takes on it. Yeah, that's a great. Movie. It is, but the soundtrack for Martyrs is really, really underplayed. Right. And it it has a bit towards the end of the film where it finally brings in a melody mm-hmm. on a piano and that's that's the first time that any actual melody is melody is in there. The rest of it is it is all just individual long drawn out notes. Yeah. It's it's nice. It's a yeah, yeah. We'll, we've just talked about the best of them. Yeah, Actually, yeah, well, it and High Tension are yeah. both right up there. Yeah, so do you want to talk about them first then? Because I don't want to discuss High Tension, don't want to shirt a road just yet. Yeah. It's kind of. Uh, Otherwise, people will have very mucky faces yeah. and then be disappointed. So, <laughs> always the way. Um, well, yeah, it's good because then we go from Martyrs that I really liked to them, which. I'm not really all that fussed. I can take it or leave it to yeah, be honest. I, I mean the I'm getting really bored with the based on real events thing because uh, this isn't. Whenever you read based on true events, you uh, think, oh man. Inspired by a yeah. true story. So the When are they gonna bring out films that says I think <laughs> I overheard this and up <laughs> Right. So Lucas and Clementine um, live peacefully in their isolated country home, but one night they wake up. To, they wake up to a strange noise. They're not alone, and a group of hooded assassin assailants. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, because they're not really assassins. They're, <laughs> they're a bunch of bored little. Begins to terrorise them throughout the night. So it's uh, 
Well, those two characters don't come into it for like the first ten minutes. Oh yeah. And the film's only seventy three minutes long. And the first ten minutes to mother is, and daughter is a mother and daughter yeah. and you don't see anything and it you could have just cut that out. No, I, I disagree with that. I think the I think the start was great. Um probably the best part the best, of, probably well, the best bit in the film. If the yeah, but the the problem with the start that I had is that the rest of the film doesn't go on. Yeah, like that. At the, at the start, everything is completely unseen and you've got no idea yep. what's going on. And so it's, it's basically it's we're, creepy. We're in Snago of Romania. Um, a daughter and her, uh, a mother and daughter are driving along the road, having, having a wee argument. argument and being fannies to each other. Um, and then they crash into a pole yep. because the mother thought she saw something on the road. Yep. Then so, she gets out to try and fix the car and the bonnet's up. Yeah. And then she disappears. Yep. And then there's somebody behind the daughter in the car. So and the, then she's screaming. The best thing about it is that you don't you don't have there's there's hardly anything well, to be seen. There's um they're using mud to cover the cover the win uh, the windows and the bonnet's up. So that that the fear of that is really really effective um, and the fear which you don't by... get in the big house yeah absolutely because the not. big house becomes like the the end sequence of alien 3 where they're running through all the tunnels uh-huh. and you don't give a shit because you don't know the geography so uh-huh. there's there's no oh if they get through that door then they'll yep. be fine there's none of that in the house because mm-hmm. the house is being partially rebuilt and mm-hmm. there's there's stuff being worked on all over the place and big bits of plastic sheeting and uh-huh. at one point you're going to shin a barn. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's she doing? And yeah, that's that's that. You just you just think, well, they're outside the house. Mm-hmm. You're inside the house. You've still got a fucking phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. you just. I don't think you really care that much about yeah. the characters, and they keep getting separated. They get separated a few times. And you just think, well, based on what you saw happening to the mother and the daughter, uh-huh. these kids have kind of lost it overnight. Yep. <laughs> They're not the effective yeah. killing machines that uh-huh. you've previously been shown. Yep. Yep. So that's them. I mean, it's it's a good film. It's well made. Um, but it's just not a very, very interesting or exciting film. No, um, it doesn't pull you in in no, any it way at, at all. all. And you don't feel things for the characters in the same way that I mean, the, the, the other films that we've seen, um, you do have much more a relationship with the characters, or I certainly felt yeah. more a relationship with the characters. Uh, but this film, like the the husband, was it Jared or? Uh, Lucas. Lucas. Ah, Jared. Yeah. Can't, can't think where I got Jared from. <laughs> Might be in a different film. Yeah. But Lucas I, and Clem. You didn't really care about him at all. No. Because they they set her up by showing that she's working in a a school as a yeah. teacher. It's like and a, then, a kind of expat school uh, in Bucharest or something like that. Ah, uh, it's the like the French college yeah. or something like that. And then when she goes home. You get the idea that maybe he's meant to be some sort of writer, yep. and he's just—he's been skying. He's just sitting playing <laughs> uh, pinball on his laptop. Yeah. And you're like, 
I'm not kind of right enough, but I'm not kind of right <laughs> yeah, enough, I feel but, that. I feel that. but nobody would give a fuck about me in a film, <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll move on, I mean that's, it's, it's a technically, I would say it's a technically well made film. It's nicely made, it's nicely shot, and a lot of people seem to really like it, and I just didn't really connect no, with I it. No, I agree, but, I agree with that. In fact, at the end of it, I was half expecting that there was going to be a bit where you go, oh, that's not the end, something else is going to happen. Yep. I was quite grateful when nothing else happened and the credits rolled. Yeah. It's yeah. not often I get that in a film. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so last night I watched uh, Vinyan. And what's that one about? Because I haven't watched that's it That's cool. It's about a young couple uh, who... A young, wealthy couple. Jared who, and... Jared and... <laughs> Um, Sebastian. <laughs> They're called Jean, Jean, and Paul, and <laughs> they're a wealthy couple. Or as, as they'd be called in Glasgow, John Paul. <laughs> <laughs> John Paul, up that's the unfeet picture, Grand's Larry. Right, Jean and Paul. <laughs> Jean and Paul are a wealthy couple who were in Thailand. Um, during the tsunami, oh sorry, helping to establish an, or- an orphanage when the 2004 tsunami levelled the island. Jean and Paul had a young son who disappeared in the storm and since his body's never been found, Jean holds out hope that he might still be alive, a hope that becomes a desperate concern when she sees a video of children being held by kidnappers in Burma which shows a child who looks like her boy. As it so it's got there's one thing that I've noticed about a lot of these films is the even even the horde. It seems that the political landscape in France over the past ten fifteen years has definitely quite heavily influenced yep. this genre of filmmaking. Uh-huh. I mean, the Paris riots are mentioned in two of them uh-huh. yep. specifically, uh-huh. and I think that the horde when you're shown the overview of Paris, I think that's that's like a, an allusion to the Paris riots because everything's on fire and... Yeah. But yeah, sorry. That's okay, no worries. No, I, I didn't notice that when I was watching all these films is that yeah. it does seem like the political situation has definitely got very heavy overtones in yeah. quite a few of these films. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, without question. Was that that was far too sensible for me? <laughs> I know, shocked. I know. What's You're up like, with what that? the fuck? Um, yeah, I mean, Vinyan basically is a, a kind of drama with some extreme horror elements to it, but it's definitely not in the kind of realm that we're in the habit of, that, that you and I are in the habit of, of being interested in, I suppose. It's kind of, um, it's very drama based. I love a good drama. Yeah. It's, my favourite film of all time is probably The Elephant Man. There's some real real creepy moments in it. Um, bits that seem to suggest the resurrection of the dead and it's, it's quite kind of, quite a grey area. Um, I've not really had much chance to really look at what people have kind of thought about um, oh fuck them! People are always wrong anyway. So I mean, it's it's a it's a well-made film, but I would suggest it's kind of got this 
I mean, the, the comments that we've made before that's really well acted, really well made, but the, the issue I had with it was it was a bit in the kind of lost in translation type, um, type racism, uh, sort, subtle racism about it, that kind of uh, strangers in a strange land uh, yeah. type thing. Where um, where local people are always out to try and rip you off. They basically end up in Burma, uh, and like Rambo. Yeah, like Rambo, and they're out of their depth. And yeah, I like Rambo. I didn't think like really much of this one as much as it was. It was pretty cool. It was, um, wasn't really my cup of tea. Um, so it was pity didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, I will probably yeah. watch it but because. You know, fuck all else to do. Yeah. What about the hold? Uh, I I can still never quite make up my mind about the hold. I enjoy watching it. Mhm. And but it's it's odd. I would happily watch it again. It's mm-hmm. like the raid and dread. It's like a a police unit going into a tower block. To yeah, track down one well. person. I have to say, yeah, I think and then all of a sudden, for no apparent reason, there's zombies everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it starts off with like a a bit of a plot line that you don't really need. I mean, you can uh-huh. totally take that whole plot out and just make it that they're going in there to get this man because he's bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need the the whole. So it's it's basically it's a set up brother with. or. Yeah, it's, it's another member of their unit, essentially, that's been, that's been killed uh, they, there at the They keep funeral. referring to him as family. Family, yeah, absolutely. So the entire unit are really upset at the loss of this guy and they go after the people that had killed him. Mm-hmm. And they've also taken some hostages as well, right? Or they've got one well, hostage, they've, certainly. They've got the, the one guy, uh-huh. but that's... None of it, none of that entire plot is really all that important as soon as the zombies turn up. But he becomes a zombie. Yeah. Which is awesome. Most of them become zombies. Yeah, no, but that I was really cool, that, that section, because it was a huge kind of super zombie type yeah, thing. Yeah, that. I, I, I do think that maybe they should have taken note of how that one got killed. Mm-hmm. Because then after that they keep meeting other zombies and... Nobody says like shoot them in the shoot head. Shoot head, yeah. But that's the the way they killed the first zombie was to shoot him in the head. Yep. Uh, I mean, like the fact that the zombies take the bodies away. Uh huh. The bodies all get taken away now because they they have to find all this place full of bodies later on. But just the sheer amount of zombies that have apparently shown up whilst they've just kind of driven to this place. Yeah. It's like, you're led to believe that in the half hour it's taken them to go right we're prepared let's go and get these guys that oh, they have they have been completely unaware of the fact that yeah. paris is tearing <laughs> itself apart yep. most of the people are zombies and it wasn't within... paris though was it because they made reference to needing to get to the capital um, and that being a distance away i may be wrong i i thought that was just meaning that because the the tower block that they were in uh-huh. was a bit remote. You know, oh, yeah. out of the way. And the... the synopsis says it's Paris, so you're probably uh-huh. right. So there we go, the synopsis is correct. But um, you see explosions and uh-huh. big things of fire. and But 
you've got no idea what suddenly made everybody start turning into zombies. Uh-huh. You know, they're, they're, they've ever? just they've just gone, yeah, fuck ever? it. Nobody really cares no, about that cares. unless it's part of the plot. Unless it's like a major thing where they want to show you like the initial outbreak. Yeah. But they don't even really care about what happens after I the thought, film. I thought it was pretty well made. I mean, I, I really liked, um, I just really liked the Close Quarters action. Mm. Um, compared to a lot of zombie movies, this one was very raw and very visceral. Um, very extreme. And, and the wee old course, guy was quite realistic. I like the fact that the wee old guy was just a sadistic old fuck who, <laughs> who did go, well, we can go into mine, uh-huh. and if we'll close the door, you know, they don't appear to be, like, breaking down doors, so we'll be fine, let's just sit here and have some booze for a bit. Uh-huh. Also, the the leader of the... I think the the character that I liked the most out of uh-huh. all was the leader of the gang. The guy that was... Yep. Yeah. I, I thought that he was the best portrayed out of all the characters. Yeah, absolutely. Because really the, relationship the relationship with him his brother, his brother yep. that was that was really good. But that disappointed me that his brother got killed and he didn't see his brother coming back as a zombie. <laughs> I thought um, that would have been nice. And then but the the white guy uh-huh. in the, the gang, he uh he oh, had, yeah, he annoyed me as a carny. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, he he annoyed me because I just thought that I was going to start watching Bad Lieutenant in a minute. Because <laughs> he, he definitely does have that look. Yep. I mean, I well, think one one of the most effective scenes that I, that I remembered from this um, was a section where the gang members um, and the... The kind of older, the veteran uh, type character, uh, start almost sexually assaulting the zo- a zombie. Yeah. Which is just, it was absolutely horrific. And but Addy doesn't agree with that. Yeah. Neither does uh-huh. the, the kind of, the, the mustachioed cop. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're almost, they're goading this girl. Um, it's a girl who's, I think, lived downstairs previously and has been turned into she's a zombie. A, she's a, uh, she was dating a teacher or something right, like that, the old okay. guy says. Yeah, but the bit when they're, they've, they've got her held so that she can't attack any of yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're teasing her with the, the head that she's been carrying about, uh-huh. going, give it a kiss, give it a kiss. Uh-huh. But then, after they've been told, oh, that's wrong, don't do that, and uh-huh. then it, it cuts away and it cuts back to the old guy who's just ripped her top open and he's uh, going, oh look, that's nice. Uh-huh. I mean, it's horrendous. I mean, that's a really, I, I find that really, really disturbing in terms of the the fact that they were going to rape uh, this zombie just kind of tells well, you. I, tell, I don't think they would. They make reference to that. And I think that's... But I don't think they would have. I, I, would you rape a zombie? I think the, the point is more that that's the, it gives you an idea of what these people are like. And it was a rare moment of kind of character development that you don't really Yeah, it separates the two brothers. Yeah, uh-huh. My favourite scene was in the parking garage downstairs. Mm-hmm. The bit when the mustachioed cop is on top of the car. Yeah, the that was absolutely epic. That was, was really cool. That was worth watching the whole film for, I think. Okay. So uh, we will have a wee break and talk about more films in a minute. We're a show that is ostensibly about horror. 
booby bouncing. Yeah. Is that what it was? From the running. That monkey was Benson. <laughs> he had sex with uh, Kim Cattrall. <laughs> uh, open your mouth so I can fill the void. Rats are gross. Far Eastern Yeti have smaller feet than. So like, what are we supposed to learn from that? You're like, shit. This is the one with the really fat guy. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. They gave each other a Dutch rudder. It was yeah. fine. Apparently, you've never been to NakedAndy.com. Those are flaps, not doors. I got yeah. to Woody. Anyway, who's Woody? It's a wiker with a booty. <laughs> it looks like Mike's jerking it over there. I'm gonna class it up now. After that smut. Shows are most popular by the way they smell. You're a real black hole right now. <laughs> <laughs> he sure is. I bang him. The horror of unreleased Beach Boys songs. There you go. Are you referring to my lady right now? Nope. Night of the Living Podcast. N-O-T-L-P dot com. Yeah, so, so that was, uh, that was uh, The Hold. Um, so would you recommend that, Gil? Uh, I I would recommend that I would I would say that if you want to watch uh, just an action zombie movie that that isn't shit, uh-huh. go for the horde. It's it's entertaining enough, and the the characters are fairly decent. Although I found myself coming down on the side of the gang members as opposed to the cops. Uh-huh. I'd say I'd say you're right. I think. It's slightly more advanced than your typical zombie movie. Um, I I still think Twenty Eight Days Later is probably the the kind of probably the high point in terms of yeah. the kind of intellectual uh, intelligent zombie movies. Um, I think if you like Twenty Eight Days Later, then you could happily watch this and imagine that it's taking place in that world. It's, yeah, definitely. Great point. Yeah, absolutely. But without the spreading through blood thing. Yep. <laughs> that's that's not in this. There's a lot of blood. There is much blood. Um, so what I, other... Uh, I can't remember all the French films I've watched. All the French. All the French films. Paint me like your French girls, girl. <laughs> Puce. We should, have, <laughs> we should have a Titanic special one day. We should, we should do uh, our own director's commentary for Titanic. <laughs> Because the bit when the the bit when the ship is separating and everything's going up in the air, there would be bits during that where I'd just be going yes, and that would be like when there's a guy that falls, and he's he's heading straight for the water. The thing that prevents him from hitting the water is that he smacks straight off one of the stacks instead, and bounces off. All right, Mike Nelson. Um... I tried watching a Mike Nelson thing, it didn't really no. do anything for me. It's about American. Yeah. Was... I love Americans, but it's, uh, it's American humour. Uh... Therefore, it's got one less letter than British humour, and therefore can't be quite as good. <laughs> what about Martha Stewart, eh? <laughs> I'm more of an eastbound and down type person. Right. Okay, high tension. Switchblade high... romance. High tension. Two thousand and three. What did we think of this? I really enjoyed it. I okay. Well, we'll start with synopsis. It gets mixed reviews, but I I really enjoyed it. Does it, it really? Yeah. I'm quite surprised at that. Anyway, okay. Plot summary: Two college friends, uh, Marie and uh, Alexa, uh, encounter loads of trouble and blood while on vacation at Alexa's parents' country home when a mysterious killer invades their quiet getaway. 
Okay, so we're probably gonna spoil this one. Yeah, we're gonna spoil the fuck out of okay, it. Okay, so I would I would encourage you to <coughs> skip ahead if, if you can. We will Yeah. <laughs> I encourage people to skip as often as possible. <laughs> we can put spoiler tags on this one I think. It's because it's a really Spoiler tastic. Yeah, okay. So if you don't want to know the results, look away now. The man's really hard shot. Right. Sorry. You dick. <laughs> oh man. Right, now we have to tell everybody about the man. Right, so Right. So the movie starts off um with two friends, uh Marie and Alex. And in a car. There's a wee yeah. bit of tension. Yeah. Not not high tension yet, but there's a wee tiny bit of tension. So the first, the first thing that we actually get to see is uh, Marie um sitting on a sitting at a uh, on a medical table or a, a bed in a hospital um, and she's repeating she's repeating the line I won't let anyone come between us anymore I won't let anyone come between us anymore which and is a she's, shame because I would like to <laughs> she's she's kind of what would you say she's been brutalised yeah. um, and she, then we, she's got big staples in her yeah, back when it and then up. we get to see her running through a forest seemingly being chased um, and then we discover that she's been dreaming this whole episode and yep. she wakes up in the back of the car and Alec, Alex is driving she's um, like oh you've had another nightmare was it the yeah. same one yeah I was being chased who was chasing you it was me that's yeah. the biggest spoiler of the film <laughs> so that's that's where we that's where we where we, we get off and we, we discover that the two girls are Traveling uh, back to uh, Marie's parents' home, so that she, and sorry, Alice's parents' home. So that did she, you get a hint study. of uh, and kind of lesbian subtext in that initial scene? There were there were moments where there was there was some lesbian lesbian subtext, and um, just just in that bit in the car, I I think that there. I thought that there was. Like, even the first time I watched it, I thought Possibly. they were. I thought they were a couple, but but then only from the one side. Mm -hmm. It seemed quite an unrequited type yeah. um, type relationship. So it's, it's a nice setup for the yeah. rest of the film. And I mean the, the the same when they get into the house and she she just she said uh, Alex, um, sorry Marie says to Alex, I'm so glad that you've finally brought me home to meet your mum and dad yeah and there's also she but really, then she goes she's really she's really happy to see that she has uh, put a picture that her mum and dad have put a picture up of her yeah. in their, their, their living room and things like that so there's clearly mixed signals coming from Marie's yeah. side as well um, well there, there seems to be certainly mixed signals um, so we cut to uh, we cut to the basically the house with the yeah. the wee boy playing uh -huh. outside in his his cowboy outfit. Yeah. And uh, the dog's called Hendrix. Yeah. I like that. And outside, just with an earshot of there, we're presented with um, a man Re uh, receiving oral pleasure from in a in a van. And we discover that and as then, a fact. Then it's an actual fact, just the head that he's receiving oral pleasure from. And then he drives away in this in this pickup truck. Yep. Okay. Um. 
basically uh, Marie and Alex get there and they get settled in and halfway through the night they hear a knock at the door and there's a... Well Alex goes out for a wee wander about yeah, sure. as well and yeah. he sees Marie having a shower yep. so that just reinforces her unrequited love yep. thing mm-hmm. and then goes to bed and masturbates. Yeah. Which yet again reinforces the lesbian subtext. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then while she's doing that, because mm-hmm. she's got her headphones on, the door goes, and the dad goes to investigate. Yep. And gets malkied. Yeah, it's a grotesquely ugly um, man wearing kind of greaser clothes. Yeah. Um, kind of. It looks like an engineer for somewhere. That yeah that is long past needed any engineers. Yep. Yeah, and his truck is really beaten up as well. I, I loved the truck. I thought the truck was was just uh, iconic in look. Yeah, it reminded me of a movie, but I don't remember. Is it maybe... What's the one with Rusty Nail? Is that got a... It's got an old truck in it, isn't it? Rusty Nail, no. what's that? Wrong turn? Or, or is it not wrong turn? Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. Somebody, was, will, somebody will tell us some, on the some, Facebook. Somebody will correct us, no doubt, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it reminded me a wee bit of that, but that was a really, really kind of effective... It's rusty and intimidating yep. looking. And he basically works his way through uh, through the house, uh, murdering the father and, and then in really, really, really brutal, extreme ways. Um, Which isn't in all of the cuts. Right, some of the cuts okay. of the film don't have the... They only imply that the father's head is removed uh-huh. by a bookcase, whereas yeah. the proper full cut does show uh-huh. you. There's there's a couple of instances where the the film has been edited for different areas sure. in the world. Yeah. Have you seen that Some video of, nice of Robocop? That's uh, the TV uh, edited for TV versions of Robocop, and no. it's all the different. Yeah, yeah it's like really cool. Long. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Although coincidentally they have just released a photo of the guy on set dressed as Robocop. It looks horrendous. It looks shit. It looks like um, looks fucking the Americans, American Sun Armor from the recent, well, two years ago Spider-Man run. Um, well, it's, I, I'd say it's, it's also Batman. Reminiscent of Batman. <laughs> in, I just don't like it. Yeah, so... Yeah, so high tension. So um, yeah, we got to mention Robocop again. Yeah, absolutely. So we get to we get to uh, a scene where um, our character, uh, 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 sorry, Marie, is which is tied to a bed. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. She, so Alex is, ta- Alex is tied to the bed. Oh, Marie's the psycho. Uh huh. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And she goes in and says, "You'll be okay. I'll go and get help." Mm-hmm. And then looks out the window and sees the wee boy mm-hmm. running out into the cornfields, mm-hmm. followed by the man with a shotgun. Yep. Who then kills the wee boy. Yep. Also not in all edits of the film. Yeah. So the they take off in the van. They co- it comes in a, uh, the the marauder type, the murderer type character comes and uh, drags her downstairs. Drags, uh, yeah, Marie. Uh, and you get the idea that she's going to be Alex, the next severed head. Yeah. 
drags Alex downstairs um, and throws her in the back of the van um, and takes a takes a picture of her from, from the house. From the house. Gouges it. Yeah, and puts it onto puts it onto his, as a kind of memento type yeah. thing. Um, lots and lots of other pictures. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah, that, why they're there. Uh-huh. Is it maybe unrequited loves of the past? Possibly, possibly. I, I kind of thought that was more about her providing some kind of backstory in her mind for him. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, so... Spoiler! Spoiler alert! So, she, her uh, heroine, her um, heroine Marie, also gets in the van with, uh, with Alex. And she follows, they, they, they get to a gas station where Marie ma manages to get away. She, she sneaks out miraculously. Yep. <laughs> she manages to get away from there and tries to seek help um, from the gas. Well, she meets Jimmy. Yeah. Where? Which may not even be his real name. Yeah. Because he's only called Jimmy by the man. Uh-huh, sure. Which always made me just think he was going to suddenly turn out to be Scottish. <laughs> I thought like when he took the hat off, he was going to... Big fucking ginger afro, <laughs> <laughs> and then as he's, I, I could just picture as he's driving off, he puts a tape in the tape deck, and bye bye baby comes on. <laughs> yeah, so that's where we were, and yeah, so everything kind of kicks off, and we discover that um, that the whole time. The reality of the situation is that the the murderer has always been yeah because she she calls the police from the gas station after jimmy has been murdered and she's watching mm -hmm. the van speed off mm -hmm. and she calls the police to say my friend's in trouble she's in an old beat-up van mm -hmm. which you don't know if that's true i i but we'll probably get on to that uh-huh because it's a uh, it's a film that I think Roger Ebert gave it one star yeah. because he said it had a massive plot hole and I think uh -huh. he, just, he just watched it at face value and I don't think you're supposed to. Yeah. So the car races off, the van races off and she follows in a yellow car with a black stripe which reminded me of Bruce, uh, Lee. Bruce Lee and Black Mamba. Um, so type, I don't know if that was deliberate but that to me reminded me of those things. And I think it probably is. It's, yeah, it's meant to be the and death proof. This is, this is the heroic reference. moment for my character where yeah. I will turn up and save the day. Yeah. But then the police turn up, so she must have called the police, mm -hmm. and they check the tape, and it was her that did all the stuff. She was the murderer. Yep. So she then looks comes back to the chase. Well, she's doing it though. She looks as if she's imagining these yeah. things and. Um, Which so she probably quite, is. Quite haunting. It's, um, yeah, and we cut back to the chase of her and supposedly in this yellow car chasing. Losing the truck. Yep. And then spotting it and then losing it again and then it's behind her. Uh -huh. And it's intimidating her for a change uh -huh. and causes her to crash. Mm -hmm. And then there's a bit of a fight. Mm -hmm. Also, edited in some regions. Yeah. And she ends up with this barbed wire, this pole with barbed wire yeah. wrapped around the boat. That's a beautiful, beautiful bit yeah. of battering. Because she manages to slay the the murderer. Um, that's, the, that's the bit that's cut, is yeah. that you don't 
see her smacking him in the face with barbed wire. Very brutal. And then there's a, there's a bit where she's, where she's smothering him as well. And it's yeah. pretty horrendous. Um, and then once she's decided that he's dead... She goes to free her friend. Yeah. Who, who obviously knows. Freaks out. Yeah. Get away from me. Because she hasn't realised, although we know, she isn't aware. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they have a fight. There's, there's a few fights, it's not... You see, my problem is that because I watched Total Recall uh-huh. yesterday, I'm now viewing all films based on my really simple review of that, which was basically like, run, fight, fight, right. run, fight, <laughs> plot, run, fight, run, fight, <laughs> plot, bang, end. Yep. So, yeah, all films I'm now viewing and where's <laughs> how much running do they do? Yeah. Then there's a fight, then oh. there's some running. <laughs> Be the best reviewer in the entire world. Yeah. Avengers plot fight 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 end. So that's that's high tension. Um, I would recommend that. I thought it was was excellent. Yeah, I I really liked it, and I totally disagree with Roger Ebert's low rating of it because I think the point where she's watching her friend in the shower. Mm-hmm. She's sitting on a swing, and then it cuts back to the shower. Then it cuts back to the swing, and she's not on it, and it's mm-hmm. just swinging on its own. I think that's the point where she disassociates herself sure. from her regular character yep. and decides somewhere in her subconscious that she's she's going to remove all these other things because maybe the fact that her friend is being more distant than she would want and that they're not in the same room mm-hmm. and everything that is maybe the final straw for her. Sure. She even kills the dog. I know. Yeah. Poor so, Hendrix. He was only 27 in dog years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was great. It was really, really tense all the way through. Um, but what car did you think they were in? What vehicle did you think any of this took place in? Uh, I thought that there must have been a pickup. I, I think it was in the the boot of the car they turned up in. Oh, right, okay, sure. I, I don't think the, the yellow car or the pickup ever existed, existed. and that she just took her away in a car. Sure. And then went into the petrol station and killed the guy mm-hmm. and tried to say that it was down to this pickup. Because why would you. Why would you highlight that your friend's been kidnapped in a pickup? Yeah, absolutely. If, if there was any chance the police could drive past the pickup. Yep. Um, I don't think she was thinking rationally when she did that. Um, but I think you're probably right. I don't think I don't know where they would have got where it would have got where she would have picked up the pickup to yep. be able to at what point they would have been able to do that. I don't think it's and possible. And the the scene with the oral sex at the start uh-huh. was just uh was her her was, backs her providing the backstory yep. for the mother. Yeah, because yeah. she's in the car imagining, oh, I'd like her to go down on me at the time when that's supposedly happening in the field. Yeah. So it was a, a really, really dark movie, but tremendously well made as well. Um, I think that's the, the theme with these films is that they seem to... They're um, strong. And yeah. they're all, most of them feature quite strong female, female characters, characters as well, yeah. which is good. And there's... Uh, I think it's high tension is really the only one that's got any nudity, I sure. think, and that's just the shower scene. Uh-huh. Sure. So it's it's 
a really, really nice genre of filmmaking that people should check out mm -hmm. because even though it's it's classed as extreme. But they seem to be adding it's, quite a lot of production value to a genre where that's that's not really I mean, horror isn't really known for having a massive production value in a lot of senses. Um, well, it's like the look of Hostel. Hostel was made to look all really nice, but mm -hmm. in essence it's a shit film. Mm -hmm. Who runs about with their eye hanging out and mm -hmm. isn't screaming their head off? Uh-huh, and it's from a very male perspective as yeah. well, what films like that, whereas this, these, this is, a lot of these films are very... Um, are very much from a female perspective yep. or um, I mean to be honest I feel I feel quite like a, a fraud being having any comment on this genre as, as such because I've only seen a limited number of films and it's unfortunately the nature of the beast. Did you see Inside? I didn't know. Oh right yeah Show the Girl sorry. Oh uh, see, no, no Inside is uh, it's one of the best ones as well. It's, uh -huh. uh, it's basically, I think, everybody should watch it at least once. It's only 83 minutes long, but it's really, really tense. It does have a couple of bits that you would think are really obvious plot holes, but it also implicitly mentions the Paris riots. Because right. the, main, the main character in it is actually meant to be a photographer. Mm -hmm. And the... The film is set the day before she's supposed to go into hospital and give birth, which is going to be Christmas Day. Uh -huh. And the riots are going on at the time, so uh, there's limited police and she wouldn't even get an ambulance. So the Paris riots are used to kind of show her being isolated uh -huh, and also sure. as a bit of an explanation as to why her neighbourhood might not be teaming with people uh -huh. well this horrific stuff that happens what happens goes what on. is the what's the well she uh the film starts showing you that she was in a a car with her husband and gets into a car crash sorry this one probably full of spoilers as well and her husband dies uh -huh. so then it cuts to months later when she's about to give birth and she's quite depressed and uh -huh. you can tell she's not even really all that keen on the idea of being a mother and then somebody turns up at her door that night mm -hmm. and just talks to her and says like through the door things that because she says oh my husband's asleep upstairs and the person outside is saying, no, your husband's dead. Mm -hmm. And then appears at a patio door and smashes at the glass but doesn't break at all. Okay. Then she calls the cops, they come round and go, oh, there's nobody actually there. And then it just cuts to later on. The person that was outside is now actually in the house. Right. Okay. And starts... Uh, starts terrorising her. Actually, the first thing that she goes to do is get a big pair of scissors so that she can cut the baby out of her stomach. Jeez, man. And some of the film actually, some of the the moments in the film that that would impact on the, the child, it shows uh -huh. you the reaction of the baby in the womb. Right, and stuff right. like that. Wow. And it gets more and more 
tense. Uh-huh. Funnily enough, it ends up, like you would imagine, almost like an ailing comedy, more people turn up at the house to then just be horrifically slaughtered. The gore in it is beautiful, uh-huh. but it's it's quite horrific. And then at the end of the film you find out why everything has been happening. And it doesn't have a particularly brilliant, cheery resolution at the end. It's uh, it's nice and bleak. It's right. it's not always an easy watch, sure. and the the gore is really, really nice. Uh-huh. And just the idea of so many people ending up in the house and just being killed. <laughs> and somebody gets a pair of scissors stabbed right into his forehead, right. which he then pulls out, uh-huh. and he's blind because he's been stabbed in the brain and he's just waving the scissors about in front of him in a vain attempt at defence but not even able to wave them very strongly just randomly poking them into air and then just collapses there's a uh, people getting stabbed in the jugular with knitting needles there's a uh, there's a lot of blood sure Pretty much the main character at the end of the film is just covered from head to toe in blood. Sure. Mostly her own. Also, there's a bit of a spoiler, but it really is a brutal scene when a a policeman accidentally mistakes the pregnant woman for the attacker and hits her in the stomach with a truncheon and she goes into labour. Oh, God. Just instantly... Bells. The the water breaks all over the floor. It's it's a really good film, and it uh, it's Beatrice Dahl that plays the the crazy woman, and the pregnant woman is played by Vanessa Paradis' little sister. Right. Wow. So here we go. She's cool. she's actually quite a the actress it's the only thing I've seen her in. She seems mostly to have done friend stuff. Right, cool. And Beatrice Dowell looks like a goth. She's all dressed in black. Okay, cool. Um okay, so that about wraps things up this this week. Um You think? Yeah. That's quite a short one this week then, oh, isn't no. it? Yeah, is that so that this will be our second shortest unless we waffle more. An hour and thirteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so I want to uh, take the opportunity to thank people that have commented um, on various things. So I uh, just want to thank Kate, uh, Emma, Jamie from Develop Podcast, uh, David from Develop Podcast, I, um, Cynic on Twitter, um, also Alan Benny for passing on bad taste. Thank you very much, sir. Um, Alex, who was listening to our show. Can you believe it? Over the Alps? Yep, that's right. Oh, that is nuts. Inter- international podcasting yeah, motherfuckers. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, and Matt for recommending the film Triangle. I don't know if you've, you've seen that one. Uh, I have seen Triangle. It's really yeah. good. It has Melissa George in it. And even though it does have a kind of why wouldn't you try and escape this, it's like a, a looping plot uh-huh. that she can't escape right okay but you think well you would you would notice that these things are happening again you would be able to avoid them a bit better yeah 
So we'll probably, but, uh, we'll probably watch good. that one at some point um, as well. So and I do love her. Melissa George because she played Angel in Home and Away years ago. Oh, right, wow. There you go. Yeah. Nuts. She um, was in the remake of the Amityville Horror as well, yeah. which was shit. There we go. Um, oh, and also uh, Ideal Cynic. Uh, on Twitter, would, yeah. Would like to just like to know how my mum's doing and she's she's doing fine we went to see Total Recall she thoroughly enjoyed it she was a bit disappointed we couldn't go and see Dread but it didn't work out for the timings for us so Aww. so I did go and see Dread again last night that's again great. so people do want to know about Gil's mum yeah that's that is reassuring <laughs> not just for us ladies and gentlemen but for all mothers but for humanity <laughs> yeah so, and she said to say hello to you as well oh Thanks, girl's mum. Thanks. What's the name of Linda? No, that's that's my stepmom. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, Jane. Hi, Jane. So, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like us and follow us on Facebook um, if you can. That'd be cool. Um, we've also been speaking to people from uh, a couple of things in Glasgow. To encourage you to get a look and a listen to whatever they're doing. We've got Trauma Theatre who are trying to put some shows on uh, in Glasgow and Lanarkshire. So uh, like them on Twitter, they're cool guys. Uh, Glasgow World Discussion Group um, and also there's an all night horror uh, madness show coming up in Edinburgh and that's October the 13th. <laughs> Edinburgh. <laughs> Fuck off Edinburgh. So that's 13th October and I think they've got um, they've got Nightmare on Elm Street and some other much cooler stuff. So Fuck yeah. off Johnny Depp. <laughs> so that's us I believe for this week. Um, yep. So thank you very much for listening. Thanks so much to everybody for subscribing and next week we will be having our bumper Lovecraft <laughs> Uh, special featuring Ross Gilchrist and that will be on location in my gaff in Glasgow's exclusive city centre. Um, so thank you very much for watching. Sex exclusive. Yep. <laughs> and goodbye. Cheerio. Greetings my friend.